The trauma symptom that's easy to recognize in other people, but so hard to recognize in ourselves is damaged perception. Childhood PTSD can make you unable when you're under stress to discern what is true and not true, what is your responsibility and what is not your fault, when you're in danger and when you might just be anxious. Do you have that? Hey, it's Anna here, just taking a little pause to talk about getting help when you're having a rough time. There are a lot of things you can try, and one of them is online therapy through BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible, and those are very good things, because finding a therapist can be really hard. BetterHelp makes it easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist who meets your criteria. And when you click the special link that I'm going to give you, it not only helps this podcast, but it gets you 10% off your first month of therapy. So you can connect with a therapist, see what happens, and if anything feels like it's not a fit, which is common in therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. No stress about insurance or who's in your network or anything like that. So if you're struggling and you need to talk to a human, try BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash C-C-F. C-C-F stands for Crappy Childhood Fairy. That's betterhelp.com slash ccf. There's also a link in the episode description if you need it. That might be easier. Thanks for sponsoring us, BetterHelp. Now, back to the show. It shows up in adulthood as frequent experiences where you end up trusting the wrong people, or you just trust the right people, or you often see red flags way after when you needed to see them, and you wonder, why does this keep happening? It's damaged perception. And it's common in people who grew up in families where there was chaos or alcoholism or depression or rage. And it's caused when parents tell the kids, no, your mom did not just drive drunk when she picked you up today. Mm -mm. Or no, your dad did not just smash the phone. It just fell off the table. And no one hit anybody. And you wanted to believe this, but your whole nervous system was on red alert because you saw what you saw. And your body is telling you you're in danger. So maybe you had to dissociate a little bit. You had to check out of reality by either daydreaming or smoking pot or just going into denial. And it's this kind of combination, like a blank mind and your body in fight or flight mode, where your perception gets damaged. You needed help interpreting what was happening and dealing with it, and you didn't get it. You needed to know, how bad is this? Do other people know what's going on in this house? Is someone gonna call the cops? Should I run? Am I being a baby? So you're going through this terrible experience and everyone is lying about it. Maybe they're even punishing you for telling the truth about what you see. And it kind of reminds you of what is going on in a lot of the ideological battles that people are fighting online today. Do you see that? And the damage is the same. You don't know what's real and you become easy to manipulate. And I see this again and again in the people who write letters to me. They're in love with someone who is mistreating them or using them or not into them at all and their traumatized mind can't make sense of it. They'll say, I'm confused. Their perception is not helping them discern who is a good person to love, who is available to be loved, who is nothing but trouble. 
And the injury manifests everywhere in their lives, it, working in a horrible job, blaming the wrong things, feeling helpless. And the thing is, with trauma, we're not helpless, we're injured. There are a hundred ways that this can happen to you, not necessarily with violence or drunkenness, but with any of the weird, crazy, shameful dynamics a family can have. It could be religious fanaticism. It could be opinion bullying. It could be parents who are, in the words of my friend Patrick Tian, sexually off. They're not outright abusive, but they make things uncomfortable with things like talking about sex in front of you as a child, when you were a child, or walking around naked, and they gaslight you that you're the weird one for feeling uncomfortable. And my point is, if adults lied about the nature of what was going on, saying it was good and normal, when everything in it said to you that it wasn't good and it wasn't normal, this scrambles your perception. You end up teaching yourself to override your good sense because it feels dangerous and you've been conditioned to believe it's just you. So people say that all the time. Is it just me or duh, 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 right? If you feel hurt, Maybe you're just oversensitive, you think. If you feel ashamed, it's probably because you did something. You don't know what, but it must have been terrible. And so you learn that your perceptions can't be trusted. And over time, you find yourself making these huge, irrational mistakes where the red flags were all over the place. But just like you were taught, you ignored those signs. You ignored the fact that the new person you're dating is maybe a little bit angry, or you ignored the vague language a boss used around you, what you would get paid for a new job, or you ignored a gut feeling that you shouldn't walk alone to your car at night. You need your powers of perception. Sometimes you may lose your perception around positive things too. You feel nervous about a new opportunity like a job interview, but you confuse nervousness with a gut feeling that there's something really wrong with the whole situation and you blow off the appointment. Or you offend people by acting suspicious or accusatory. Have you ever done that? Some people become afraid to go out anywhere, even out of the house. And it can get so bad that you think isolation is safety and sadness is tiredness and tiredness is depression. And soon you don't even know what's going on inside yourself. And then come the crossed wires around what to do about your feelings. When I was younger and I was interested in a guy, I'd act mean to him. <laughs> it didn't work, just so you know, but that's what I thought. And on a cover letter once, when I was going for a job, like a secretarial job somewhere, I listed one of my skills as being thick skinned. I had the, the misperception that tolerating an abusive and demeaning work environment was some kind of badge of honor because in the last work environment, which was abusive, I didn't fare well. And so I guessed that must be why I just didn't take the abuse well enough. So I like bragged that I could take it on this resume. Well, it didn't get me hired. And I had trouble asking for what I wanted in any context because I was afraid if I asked for what I wanted, I would come out aggressive. But the irony is I was self-suppressing so much that I've, I'd eventually have an angry blow up and I'd leave. I'd leave whatever situation I got myself into. And it looks like self-sabotage, but my perception was so damaged, I didn't know that I was doing it. And eventually I did reteach myself to perceive reality. And I can teach you the steps to healing your perception of reality if you struggle with that. I, I want you to hear this because it's crucial for having any kind of control in your life that you have a good sense of perception. So first, 
take stock as best you can of the areas where your thinking has proven to be distorted. You can often see it in retrospect, right? Maybe you have a hard time when you're in a conflict with someone, figuring out what is actually your fault and what was theirs. And this is challenging for everyone, but for people with childhood PTSD, this is a very common trouble spot. Now I had this problem and I used to think emotionally normal people were either against me or wanted to control me and that only edgy troubled people were really alive and capable of understanding me. I felt safe with them, which is not really true, but that, that was what my feeling was at the time. And you can imagine where that got me, only letting troubled people into my life. Or I used to think the truths revealed when people are drunk was how they really feel. You know, that's the real truth, but that I could never believe people who were sober Again, not a good perception on my part. Or I used to think that if I didn't prove myself to everyone and make my abilities known to them, I'd be invisible and I'd be overlooked. And I walked into every opportunity with a chip on my shoulder and sure that people were basically against me and I would have to fight to be seen. So, you know, I would come off as too loud, bragging too much, uh, jockeying when I should just be sort of hanging out with everybody and learning. So it's occasionally true, of course, that people are against us, but it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. The problem in every example I'm giving you is the difficulty of recognizing and expressing what is true. What is true? If you can recognize and say what's true, the spell of distorted thinking is broken instantly. The people who are still lying, they're not gonna like it, and you may feel scared to open up and be in a conflict with them by speaking the truth. But I'm just telling you, if you say the truth, there may be an argument, but the spell is broken. You are back in reality. And I know it's easier said than done, but this is the solution to see and say the truth. Now, this is an advanced level of healing your perception because it, it requires you to be able to see the truth. It's not just discerning the truth, but having the discretion around when to say it, how to say it, when it's enough to just know the truth and walk away. So if you were impacted by trauma in childhood, you may have some similar patterns and struggles with knowing what is true. And the great news is this is something you can start healing. You can start being in reality and you'll know you're there by the way your efforts connect with results. When you feel a draft, you shut the window and the draft stops. That's what I mean. You don't just imagine that there's something wrong with you for feeling a draft. And this is a metaphor for what healed perception is like. You can trust yourself to see the problem and act on it. And the result is that everything gets better. Relationships, career, money, daily interactions, parenting, how much draft is coming in from the window. It's, it's a way to solve problems. Everything doesn't just happen automatically though. And it's a daily way of life. If you're going to be able to have that level of discernment where you can see what needs to be done and do it and things change. You have to pay attention to whether they change or not. You know, this is life is full of situations where you try and you try and you try and it just doesn't make things better. And that can be a sign that you're tackling the wrong problem. That's not really what the problem is, it's something else. Or sometimes we're just trying to make something better that can't be better. It's a daily way of life to be curious and reasoned and diligent in your quest to determine what's really true and to keep your words and your actions truthful. Sometimes you'll make mistakes and with your powers of good perception, you can set them right. 
Okay, so what can you do to speed up your healing and sharpen your ability to perceive reality? Here are three things. First, I'm just gonna put this out there first. This is like, boom, stop at least for now using mind-altering substances. You might think this is overly severe because you know many happy, healthy people have a drink or smoke weed now and then, and you may feel that pot and alcohol provide relief from stress or relief from PTSD symptoms. And symptom relief is a good thing, but hear me out. If you're just a casual drinker or smoker, consider taking a break for a while, just to give yourself a chance to really focus on an improved capacity to see reality. And if you drink or smoke daily or use other drugs regularly, your perception is likely to be somewhat compromised from day to day, even when you're sober. And there's a time and a place, but the truth is it's just really hard to make life changes when part of your awareness is muted. So consider taking a break from weed and alcohol and other drugs while you recover. And if you aren't able to stop on your own and you do wanna stop, this is the perfect time to go get help in a 12-step program or a detox facility. I can't say enough thing, good things about the 12-step way of life. Among many other benefits, it's free and you'll never be lonely again. It's a community of people all helping and supporting each other to start living on a new basis that's smart and spiritual and self-respecting and yes, honest. Being in a 12-step fellowship is a great place to heal your perception. We can't do it in isolation, so think about that. The second way to heal your perception is to unclutter your mind. <laughs> Trauma literally makes it hard to process feelings and thoughts and they get backed up and the best way I've learned to keep my mind and emotions less cluttered is by working my daily practice. And these are the twin set of techniques that where you write fears and resentments followed by a simple meditation that is incredibly effective to help get the stress thoughts out. Writing and meditating help make a space for real thinking and they help heal your mental state so that you can be less frenetic and more perceptive. And personally, I need these techniques daily so that I can even handle the truth that comes at me every day. I don't always wanna see it, so I have to be strong. I wanna be in reality, but uh, you, you really have to be strong to hang out there, right? So you can learn these techniques in a free online course I teach. If you're not in it already, it's called The Daily Practice, and you'll find it linked in the description section below. And on all my videos, it's in the description section, and it's on my website, and I talk about it all the time because it's, it's really powerful. We have 100,000 people doing it now, and I lead free calls every two weeks where you can join me and ask questions, and we use the techniques together. And it's really wonderful. And you get to watch how other people are healing their trauma and what they're doing in their lives. So it's a very positive place to be. Finally, if you're brave and you really wanna get an accurate read on a situation or on your own perceptions or attitudes, you can ask other people for help. And I really recommend you choose people that you both like and respect because you're going to ask for honest feedback, mm-hmm, and you don't want to open the door to cruel or misguided feedback here. So you pick three people and ask them if they'll help you to see clearly the reality of your condition. And you can explain that you're working on improving your perception of reality and that you're trying to make some positive changes. And you ask them if they'd tell you gently but honestly, gently but honestly, what they notice about you and your patterns. What do they like about you? Is there a mistake they see you making repeatedly is there a blind spot they notice in you? 
Is there something you might change in your attitude or actions that in your friend's opinion would make a positive difference in your relationships? Now, I just wanna say, don't choose the people to ask who are critical or who don't get you. Whatever they tell you might not be trustworthy information. Getting honest input from friends is scary for this reason, and I know. When I was stuck one time and asked some friends what they saw, they each said pretty much the same thing, and you know what that means? <laughs> That's probably what it was. And I give them credit. They each went out of their way to tell me the positives they saw in me, but the negative they all saw was this, that I was sometimes insensitive to the effect that I had on other people. And they said my words and my voice could be harsh, especially when I felt threatened. <sighs> and they said that they had felt at times that I didn't care about them or wasn't hearing them. So as you can imagine, this was really hard to hear. And the part where I didn't care about them was not true, but the other parts probably were. So I thanked each person, and this is important, I didn't defend myself. And if you ask for honest feedback, the thing is your job is to graciously listen. And if you absolutely have to, you can go cry your eyes out a minute later. But knowing what the problem is, knowing how other people perceive the problem, it means you can stop worrying about a lot of things that it isn't, you know, when you're wondering what, what everybody thinks about you. A lot of us are scared of that. So the truth doesn't hurt nearly as much as all the speculation. Well, I knew my negative behaviors were left over from my childhood, and this is an explanation, even if it's not an excuse. So I'm the one who pays the worst price for being harsh with people when I'm hurt. So I took what my friends shared with me and I made the job of improving on my behavior a top priority in my life. And you can read all the self-help books in the world, but if you really want your life to get better, do your due diligence and find out what the main problem is and undertake seriously to change it. You can read, you can pray, you can talk to a professional, you can come into my membership and all of these things can help but there's just no substitute for facing the problem and changing the behavior, whatever help it takes to do that. It may not happen overnight, and it might take a few years even. It might take a lifetime, but it's worth it, because just knowing what the problem is, it starts causing positive changes in you, and the good results you get from that will give you the little boost you need to keep working on it. When you start feeling stressed in a conversation, it's a signal to pause a little bit. You can consider whether your perception is putting you at risk of trouble in your communication. It's not self-oppression necessarily. It's a wise pause that you take when you stop, you go, I'm getting really stressed out, and you think. It can be as long as you need. You can say, let me think about that, and then get back to the person. And this will make a huge difference in your life, letting you grow wiser and more intentional and making trusting relationships easier to create in your life. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my content, think about joining my membership program. You can find out more information about that and all my courses and coaching programs in the episode description below or on my website, crappychildhoodfairy.com. If you're going through a hard time and you need online therapy, I encourage you to check out BetterHelp. They're easy and affordable and they can connect you with someone you choose within a few days. And if you use this special URL, you not only help this channel, but you get 10% off your first month of therapy. So go to betterhelp.com slash C-C-F, as in Crappy Childhood Fairy. 
That's betterhelp.com CCF. And remember, healing is possible. People with childhood PTSD can have a wonderful life. Sometimes we just need a few workarounds. I'll see you next time.